Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season has been different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com today to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Eagles fans? Welcome into the Locked On Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, episode three this week of five, downloaded into your phone when you subscribe to Locked On Eagles on any podcast platform. It can be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. We are available on any platform or on LockedOnEagles.com. Louis DiBiase joining you on episode three this week. Follow me on Twitter at DiBiaseLoe and follow our show page at Locked on Birds. It's Wentz Wednesday. I don't know if that's fun for you. It normally has been fun uh, to talk about Carson Wentz on the Locked on Eagles podcast over the past three seasons that we've been doing this show, which is still incredible that we've been doing it for three years, by the way. Thank you guys so much for uh, being loyal listeners to us and getting through the ups and downs of every Eagles season. And Really, the past three years since that 2017 Super Bowl season, it's been a roller coaster of a ride as an Eagles fan and as an Eagles analyst. Um, and Carson Wentz has been the one normally consistent factor, but that has not been, or the one consistent thing you can rely on. And that has not been the case this year. So Wentz Wednesday in 2020 has not been nearly as fun as it has in the past, but it is week 11. We're going to get into Carson Wentz, talk about his performance against the New York Giants, what I saw from that performance, what I'm worried about, what we should expect moving forward, starting with Sunday against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, Ohio, as the Eagles try to, crazy enough, still maintain their first place position in the NFC East right now at 3-5-1. and one. Uh, We will get into that Cleveland matchup tomorrow with Jeff Lloyd of Lockdown Browns since tomorrow is Crossover Thursday, so be on the lookout for that episode and another one as well on Friday. No other Eagles podcast, ladies and gentlemen, are posting as many episodes as myself and my co-host Gino Camilleri. So again, subscribe to Lockdown Eagles on whatever platform that you listen to your podcast. Again, today's Wentz Wednesday. We're going to get into Carson, all things Wentz. Yesterday on the show... We were talking big picture stuff again, because even though the Eagles are in first place right now, we're not happy with the direction of this team. We're not believing that they can do anything if they make the playoffs with the way their head coach is calling plays, with the way their quarterback is, with the way their general manager is managing this roster, uh, with just the way the team is playing in general. It really, right now, this season doesn't feel important. Big picture stuff seems more important. What are you going to do moving forward with the future of Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz as well? We mostly dug into Doug, funny enough, and uh, Howie yesterday on the episode. So if you want to get into uh, Peterson and Roseman talk, that was on yesterday's episode. And we kind of, not that we were letting Wentz off the hook, but I wanted to get deeper into Carson today since Wednesdays are Wentz Wednesdays. So yesterday, me and Gino really dove into the futures of Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson, the Eagles general manager and head coach and today we'll talk about their quarterback because those are the three most important people I think within this organization Howie Roseman Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz the three most important pieces that got you a Super Bowl in 2017 of course adding Nick Foles to that as well Um, and so 
right now with the way 2020 is going with the ups and downs of the 2018 season and the 2019 season, the futures of these three are not as secure as they were when the new norm was supposed to start when they were, you know, marching down downtown Philadelphia and, um, you know, celebrating their first ever Super Bowl win. It felt like these guys were going to be the three staples of the organization for the next decade or two, right? It was the new norm. This is what it was supposed to be in Philadelphia, winning football, championship contending football year after year. And um, I thought that was the case in 2018 too. You almost made the NFC title. But since then, it has just been inconsistency week in and week out. There's been some high highs, but there have been some very low lows. And I feel like we're in the lowest of the lows right now in 2020. Um, And today we're going to talk about the quarterback, his future, because yesterday we did get into Doug and Howie and Look, like I said on yesterday's episode, though, I do think Wentz's future is the most secure. If it was up to me and I, if I had to make a move, like if Jeffrey Lurie is requiring me, Louis DiBiase, to make a decision about Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman, or Carson Wentz, I have to do something. I have to move on from one. Wentz is the last guy I consider. I'm doing everything I can to fix Carson Wentz and get him back to what he was in 2017 and in his hot moments in 2018 and down the stretch last year in 2019 as an elite quarterback in football. I'm trying everything to get him back to that moment, especially considering his contract is just unmovable. So Carson Wentz is going to be the Eagles quarterback for the foreseeable future. And so I look 2020 right now to me is as much as I want to see Wentz in the playoffs, I'm just all about just seeing him get close to where he used to be. I mean, that's where I'm at. And on Sunday against New York, I was disappointed. I mean, a lot of people are talking mostly about the offensive game plan this week. They're going after Doug Peterson and his play calling and Jim Schwartz for his terrible defensive game plan, which I agree with all of that. And we're going after Howie Roseman for the roster that he constructed. And and Carson Wentz didn't play terrible, but I was very unhappy with Wentz on Sunday and really what that performance represented about where he is right now. You know, all year, what have we been talking about with Carson and his struggles? It's that he's been trying to do way too much in situations that a he shouldn't be like Sunday night a couple weeks ago against Dallas he's trying to play hero ball when he didn't have to do jack all he had to do was manage that game against Ben DiNucci to win the game and he almost lost that game for them I mean they still won but it wasn't because of Carson so it's just in situations he shouldn't be playing hero ball he's playing hero ball and it's in looks like I'm always going to want Wentz to be aggressive but just not in these inefficient ways where nobody understands the logic behind that passing attempt outside of Jameis Winston. I mean Winston's the only guy that can say, "All right, bro, I know what you're talking about right there. I, I see what you're trying to do." Nobody else this year has really understood what Wentz has been trying to do in these moments of playing hero ball. And so that's been the issue is just Wentz trying to do way too much with inefficient looks in situations that he shouldn't. And so last week, all we stressed was he needs to walk that fine line. He needs to find ways to give and take, right? He needs to, like the way he's done the last three years, he needs to be aggressive and be who he is, but he's also got to know when not to be that player. And also, you know, he needs to be efficient in those looks like he has been. I mean, this guy, the last three years, hasn't had more than seven interceptions in a season. And this year, he's already in the double digit range and uh, we're only halfway through the season so last week we were talking about needing him to walk that fine line to get back to that balance and to know you know to pick and choose your battles because that's the difference between it's a fine line the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray to somebody like a Jameis Winston there's not a huge difference but those aggressive quarterbacks know when to be aggressive and they know the looks to be to take them right they know when to take their shots 
and they're efficient in them, and Jameis Winston is not, and Carson Wentz was in that category with Mahomes and Wilson and Murray the last couple of years, but this year he's been looking like way closer to somebody like Winston. And so we talked about him getting back to the other side of that fine line. It's a very fine line to walk. You don't want Wentz to change the way he is. But then on Sunday, coming off a of bye week, I thought he did way too much thinking. I thought he went way too much on the other side of that line. I thought he took way too much of an extreme approach when it comes to when to be aggressive, when to play hero ball, and when to be a game manager. So I wasn't happy, and maybe people are going to be like, what do you want from this kid? He's trying one way, you say that's not good enough, so he tries the other, and that's not good enough. That's correct. For me, he was way too extreme Jameis Winston-like this year in aggression, and then against the Giants... He looked like Sam Bradford. He was totally gun-shy. He wasn't going downfield at all outside of desperate third and long heaves because the play calling just was so garbage that they had no answers. They went 0 for 8 on third down. They had no answers when it was third and 6-plus. And so outside of those opportunities for Wentz to go down the field, he was totally gun-shy. He was checking down at times. What was the one play? It was like third and 11, and he threw like a three-yard three, three yard out to Miles Sanders, just totally checked down at times. That You know, it would drive me nuts in 2015. I remember how miserable I was watching Sam Bradford, and I'd see it'd be third and 10. And Sam Bradford, may, okay, check it down, sure, to get better, you know, punt position for your, your punter if there's just nothing there. But Sam Bradford, I remember, would take one, two seconds and then instantly look for the check down and totally give up on a play and, and throw a pass that had no chance at moving the chains, right? And so, look, if you go through your first progression, your second, your third, and there's just nothing there and you just want to move the sticks a little bit or move the, move the ball a little bit and help out your special teams, okay, I get it. But Wentz on Sunday looked way too much like Sam Bradford where he was giving up on the play way too quick, where he didn't want to keep his eyes down the field. He didn't want to force anything because he knows that he needs to correct that aggression this year and that sloppy play when he is aggressive. And so to me, he just took too extreme of a step the other way on Sunday where he was just giving up way too soon, and he was checking the ball down Sam Bradford-esque, and that wasn't okay with me, and he just, he played within the system, that's it, he played within structure, and he didn't play without it, and that's just not good enough right now, because Doug Peterson's system, his structure around Carson Wentz, is not good enough, so no wonder Carson Wentz has been feeling the pressure to do everything this year, because Sunday kind of showed us that he has to, that he has to be aggressive, and he has to do things on his own. He has to carry the weight of this team on his shoulders because if he just plays like a game manager, if he just plays like Jimmy Garoppolo or Jared Goff, and he says, all right, head coach, you do everything for me. You put the training wheels on. You hold my hand through this whole performance, and that's what it felt like he was doing on Sunday. Right now in Philadelphia, that's not good enough. It's not. And so I wasn't happy that Wentz just took his approach way too extreme on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to that aggressive scale, right? When it comes to Jameis Winston over here on the far left, when it comes to Sam Bradford over here on the far right, we need Wentz to be closer to the left, but still a little bit in the middle where he normally has been throughout his career. He's been way too far left so far this year. And then on Sunday, he went way too far right. And I think a perfect example of that is Travis Fulgham just not being involved in the game at all. That just shows how limited Wentz played and how unwilling he was to give his guys opportunities. I mean, Fulgham has made his money this year 
along the sidelines, down the field, contested. You know, Fulgham's created a lot of separation this year, but for the most part, I mean, the plays that Wentz and Fulgham have connected on, they're taking chances with each other. They're playing aggressive football. And so Fulgham being out of the equation on Sunday showed that Wentz just was unwilling to be normally who he is. And look, what I saw on Sunday, I'm, I'm proud of Wentz for, you know, being self-aware enough to know that he can't make those mistakes he's been all year that shows that he's trying to improve upon it. But again, it was too extreme the other way. And that's not the quarterback I want Wentz to be. That isn't somebody that elevates your team. That's not somebody that was worth trading up, you know, leapfrogging from 13 to eight to two in 2016 for. That's not somebody that's worth a $100 million contract. I can't have Wentz playing scared now. I need him to be who he is. I need him to be better in his play style, not change that play style altogether. And on Sunday, it looked like he was just trying to be a Sam Bradford instead of being Carson Wentz. That's not the way to fix him. Carson Wentz still needs to stay true to himself. It's a fine line to walk, but that's what he's got to do. He can't change his entire approach now. Number one, the team's not good enough for that. And number two, that's not a quarterback worth keeping. That's a, game, that's a quarterback you can win with, but that's not a quarterback you can win because of. Louis DiBiase joining you on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And guys, we are sponsored today by Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself, right? Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. So you don't have to go to the gyms right now, considering the state of the world right with COVID-19 unlike their competitors echelon is extremely affordable for everybody and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time right now you can try any echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days go to echelonfit.com slash nfl that's echelonfit.com slash nfl echelon fit the evolution of fitness all right, Eagles fans, welcome back into Wentz Wednesday, week 11, right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles. We are, of course, since it's Wentz Wednesday, getting into Carson Wentz, the quarterback. And uh, look, on segment one, I kind of just talked about how Wentz just took his approach play style wise about being aggressive way too far. He took it just way to an extreme about being aggressive, and, and I'm sorry, that didn't make any sense what I just said. He took his his style and went way too conservative, right? He's been way too aggressive this year in moments that he shouldn't, and on Sunday, it seemed like he was unwilling to be aggressive at all, and he just wanted to be a game manager. He wanted to be Sam Bradford. He took his radical left approach, if you will, and took it way too radical right, and we need him to be more so in the middle. I want him more towards the left, being more aggressive because that's who Carson Wentz is. That's what makes him great is being able to elevate your team outside of structure and making any play happen when it looks like nobody else could make that play happen. And so on Sunday, he just, look, we need him to be better in his play style, but we need him to still keep his play style. And on Sunday, there was just way too much meat left on the bones. And so I was not happy with his performance. A lot of it's on Doug Peterson. A lot of it's on Howie Roseman. But Wentz himself, um, there's a lot of blame to go around. And you can't just blame Doug and Howie every time we talk about Carson Wentz. You can't just revert attention to those guys. It's on Carson as well. And he wasn't good enough on Sunday. And another thing that I'm really worried about with Wentz right now that you guys have heard me stress a lot on this podcast is mechanics. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm nervous about Carson Wentz's mechanics. They are regressing. They're taking a big step back. I I don't know about you, 
But there's some quarterbacks in the NFL that just throw a beautiful ball. That no matter what kind of throw it is, you know, rolling to your left, throwing across your body, you know, you got a guy in your face, you know, you, you can't really move your feet. It's just a pure arm throw. No matter what, though, it just seems like you always, tr- you always trust that ball to come out smooth, accurate, because of his mechanics, because of the way that the touch on the ball. And with Wentz, all year, and especially on Sunday, I don't know about you watching that game, but I did not trust the ball to come out clean any attempt. And I really have felt that way all season. I have not trusted his mechanics, his throwing motion, his footwork, his accuracy. Outside of, I, I liked it against San Francisco. I liked his mechanics against Pittsburgh. I would say in the second half of the Baltimore game, in the second half of the New York game as well on Thursday night, uh, a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, But outside of that, for more than half of the season, I have been uneasy about Wentz and the ball coming out of his hands. Number one, his throwing motion takes way too long right now. He's got to get that ball out a lot quicker. And like his brain is deciding he's going to get it out quick. But then the throwing motion is just, it's not tight enough right now. It's way too long. It's, it's, It's just bad. It's sloppy. His footwork is sloppy. He's throwing still way too wide in his stance. And I know he can be accurate. We've seen Carson Wentz have good mechanics and be an accurate quarterback. It's just been, and it's not just in 2020, last year too, there was games where I was in love with his mechanics. And then there were games where it was sloppy as hell. It's been way, honestly, since 2017, where he really, that 2017 offseason, the offseason after his rookie year, he really made it a priority to fix his mechanics, to to work out the kinks, to smoothen out that throwing motion, to tighten it up, to get his footwork better, right? He worked with a um, mechanics coach all offseason, and he's still been working with that guy every single offseason. But since 2017, when he improved it dramatically, it's been way too inconsistent since. I liked it in 2018 as well. I would say last year and this year, I have been watching those mechanics way more than I think other people have. And I just think it's been too inconsistent. And I noticed that when he's not feeling comfortable, when he's struggling, when he's pressing, that's when his brain almost just resets back to his North Dakota state mechanics, right? Where he kind of forgets what he fixed. And that's what I noticed again against the Giants, where the throwing motion is way too elongated. It's, it's not tight enough. The ball's not, not coming out smooth. He's spiral, accurate. You know, I think he's taking too long to get the ball out. I think his footwork is extremely sloppy. His feet are not following his hips. They're not in in sync with his arm when he's throwing. Everything just seems out of whack at times. There's been moments again this year where I've loved his mechanics, but against the Giants, I did not trust a single ball to come out clean out of his hands. And so that's something that he's got to fix as well. It's not just, you know, Wentz's struggles this year go past just being too aggressive and being too Jameis Winston-like and holding onto the ball too long. His mechanics are something that the Eagles need to watch, and that's also on coaching, though. You know, Doug Peterson's a former quarterback, and to have a guy as talented as Wentz be as inconsistent in this department as he is, that goes on the coaching staff as well. But again, I don't want to be the guy that every time I try to criticize Carson Wentz, I turn that attention to Doug Peterson or the assistant coaching staff or Howie Roseman. A lot of it's got to be on Wentz too. We know he can do it. He's just got to put it together. Everything about his game right now is just too inconsistent. You've seen the glimpses of greatness, even this year in a career low season, but he's, I mean, it's all about consistency right now. Just not what, not about Wentz entirely, but about this entire organization. Everything about this team needs to be more consistent. 
Louis DiBiase joining you on Wednesday. Ladies and gentlemen, it's brought to you by the best tasting protein bar out there. It's Built Bar. 18 amazing flavors, six new ones, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Honestly, I'm not a big protein bar guy. I know I say that every time I do this on these Lockdown Eagles podcasts, but Built Bar... I'm eating these things up. I'll take them to a movie theater when they, they finally open up again. I like to put them in the freezer, actually. I like to put like Reese's Cups in the freezer. Built Bars are the same way because they taste like a candy bar. However, they're a healthy alternative to a candy bar or your everyday snack. These bars have 19 grams of protein in every single one, 180 calories. That's it. Super healthy alternative to your bag of chips, to your candy bar. Go with Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there. Go to BuiltBar.com today. If you use the promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into Wentz Wednesday right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Louis DiBiase joining you. We will be back as well tomorrow for Crossover Thursday. I'll sit down with Lockdown Browns host Jeff Lloyd as the Eagles try to uh, get back on track against the Browns in Cleveland on Sunday, try to maintain their first place position in the NFC East and get to 4-5-1 and one on the season as opposed to 3-6-1. Uh, and one. We're talking about Carson Wentz today, obviously, on Wentz Wednesday. And again, like I said at the end of segment two, you got to blame Wentz this year without always dragging the attention to Doug and Howie. Look, the play calling is 100% hurting Carson. That's a fact. He is not, I mean, Doug Peterson even admitted today that he's not getting Wentz outside of the pocket enough. There's not enough creativity in the system. And when it comes to Howie Roseman, the personnel right now just isn't good enough. And most of them have been hurt throughout the season. These are all valid reasons for why Wentz is struggling and for why he is the way he is right now. 100%. But as, fa- as unfair as it may be, the Eagles paid Wentz $100 million to be able to succeed regardless of these factors, to elevate this team when nobody else can. And he's done that the majority of his career, but right now he isn't. The pressure just seems like it's too much. And you can say the system is failing him. I will agree with you 100%. But again, Carson Wentz is not supposed to be a system quarterback. He's supposed to be a guy that when all else fails, he carries you. He's not supposed to be dependent on a coach like Nick Foles, like Jared Goff, like Jimmy Garoppolo. And right now he is. And the Eagles structure, their system is not good enough for that. They need, as unfair as it may sound, the money talks, man. And the way the Eagles paid Wentz, they need him to be much better than he is right now. Louis DiBiase joining you on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Wentz Wednesday, thank you so much for tuning into this edition of the podcast. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Follow us on Twitter as well, at LockdownBirds and at DiBiase L-O-E. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go, Birds.